Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefney Early and you are listening to episode 74 of the show. This is the Sports Review and for the next 30 minutes or so, I'll be bringing you all the sporting action from around the county and beyond over the next few days. I'll be chatting to Sligo Rovers' Niall Morahan ahead of his Northwest Derby clash with Finn Harps this evening and get his views on the Bitter Reds Cup run and the challenge that awaits in the shape of Dundalk in just a few weeks' time. I'll also be previewing the Connacht Gold Senior and Smith Monumental Intermediate Football Championship quarterfinals with Leitrim GAA's Declan Bohan. Those games will all take place on Sunday afternoon across Carrick, Drumshambo, Ballinamore and Clune. <clears throat> the Minor Boys County Final replay takes place in Park Sean McDermott at 6pm this evening between St Mary's Kiltahard and McDermott the Gales. It was an absolutely thrilling encounter last week in the same venue. I'm sure if there's even half the excitement of the game last week, nobody will leave the pitch disappointed. At 8.30 in Clune, it's the girls' turn. The minor final takes place between St Phelan's and Allen Gales. And they will do battle this evening to see who will have the bragging rights at the end of the season. With a lot of exciting young talent on show on both sides, we chat to St Phelan's manager, James Boyle, ahead of the clash to see how his girls are getting on in their preparations. Finally, we catch up with Leitrim Ladies Chairman Aidan Heeran to update us on their county final, which takes place on Sunday week, their fundraising efforts with the Cube and their plans for next season. Just a reminder that we are looking ahead to our 100th show, which falls just a few days ahead of the senior and intermediate county finals. It's also World Mental Health Week and we have decided to pull all of those things together to form a single event. On the 8th of October in the Glen Centre, Manor Hamilton, we will be inviting you to join us for the live recording of a very special episode of the show. We'll be featuring the teams in the county final, chatting to great characters from both clubs, celebrating the 25th anniversary of the historic 1994 Connacht Championship and taking a look at both sides in the championship final with our ultimate preview show. Tickets to the event are just €10, and thank you to the support of the Glen Centre, the entire ticket price will go to North West Stop. We'd love to create a very special night and have you with us on the night. Tickets are available now on theglencentre.com. In Gaelic football this weekend, our attention turns to the quarterfinals of both the Connacht Gold Senior Football Championship and the Smiths Monumentals Leitrim Intermediate Football Championship this weekend. I am joined by County PRO Declan Bowen to discuss the games this weekend. How are you, Brefney? Good to be back. Look, it has taken a while, I suppose, Brefney, to get to the stage at which we're at now with the knockouts. You know, championship that started on the last weekend of July. We're now heading into the second uh, weekend in September, but it is what it is. Uh, in fairness to the CCC, this year they had it very well spread out with two breaks included in the in the competition as such, and uh, everybody got a fair chance to have a go at uh, setting out their stall for to where they found themselves now. Probably no major surprises after all of the round robins that have been played. Certainly the groups more or less would have gone according to what would have been predicted early on. Two groups, I suppose, in particular, uh, the group containing uh, uh, Drum Riley and that sort of triumvirate of, of Drum Riley 
Hills and Fina, you know, which which could have gone anyway the last day out. And uh, I suppose from Riley's early start, stood to them and results went their way. Probably looking into that group, the team that would feel as if they may have left a quarterfinal behind them is probably Fina St. Callion's last year's intermediate winners. When, funny enough, the results in the other games actually went their way, but, but they couldn't seal their own deal. So that's the way it goes. And you know, a resurgent, if you like to call it, Gordetra, which which knew its fate uh, by being in the relegation series from, I suppose, after three or four rounds particularly, um, caught them. And now they have got to do it all over again to save their status. And I suppose similarly, in the Intermediate Championship, Smith Monumental's Intermediate Championship, uh, the triumvirate of, of Kilturbrit and Bornacula and Ahavas really went down to the wire. It was going to be only two of three. And I suppose... When you look at the results of those games, it was so finely tuned. Uh, Bornacula needed a point to be sure of their own destiny, and they just succeeded in doing that by drawing a Balnadera. And it meant that the other game then had, had obviously double importance for either side, and, and Kiltrubert just got through by a point. So it couldn't have been a tighter finish in either of those two groups. The other groups, you know, it has to be said, were decided before we went into the final round. You know? Absolutely. Your own Bornacula, of course, popping up with uh, three draws from their five games. That's kind of unique enough in Gaelic football circumstances it is Brefney and you know <laughs> relatively speaking in championship when you have just five five games per group to draw three is is a phenomenal sort of uh, statistic if you like and and even if you wanted to go a bit beyond that uh, in the series of games that played today their last two league games which were played directly before the championship they actually drew those as well so uh, in their in their last uh five group games plus two league games out of seven games they've actually drawn five won one and, and lost one so I don't know what sort of a record you call that I, I guess uh, I guess there'll be people sort of uh, looking at odds for the weekend if you like but it is it's a, it's a remarkable run of draws it has to be said I think um, I think what I would have taken mostly from the, the results in that particular group was actually that Bornacula drew with the team that finished top of the group but also drew with the team that finished bottom of the group it shows how competitive that division is it, 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 yes, it was a competitive group. There's no question about that. I, I, you'd probably, you'd have to feel a, a large degree of sympathy for um, Ahavas in that group, whose, um, we'd say, competitive record in the group was 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 probably more consistent, if you like, than a lot of the other, if any of the other teams in the group. And, and you know, lost out in narrowly in all of their games that they lost. And, you know, little bit of another day another rub of the green going this way or that way it could have been an entirely different set of results for them you know but they're relegated unfortunately to, to junior for next year you know? absolutely of course senior champions in the last 15 or 16 years so it's it's been a long route down for Havas. let's take a look at the weekend's fixtures we might start at by flying through the intermediate football championship uh, we'll start with that game uh, with that team we spoke about already Bornacula they play local rivals Anna Duff at 12 in Clune while Kiltubbert and Leitrim Gales in another game, another game of, of local rivals, they play at 1.30. So it's a, a local affair all around in Clune on Sunday morning from 12 to probably about half two or so. 12 and uh, twelve and 1.30, uh, that's right, starting with the Arendt of Bornacula game. And both are local derbies, uh, there's no question about that. I mean, Arendt <laughs> uh, versus Bornacula has a ring about it, you know, any time they play, and particularly in championship, um, and, and obviously Kiltrubert versus Leitrim Gales to the same degree but um, looking at the results so far and looking at where they've come from it's it's ironic that I suppose that Bornacula and Kiltrubert just about you'd say scraped into those positions in uh, in the group that they were in while Leitrim Gales and Anadolf 
were relatively comfortable in qualifying for the positions that they're at. So I don't think there's any doubt about it now. Let's be honest about it. I don't think there's any doubt about Ted looking into those results that the two uh, considerably strong favourites for those games are Leitrim Gales and Anadolf. Uh, they're both division one side. So, you know, that's obviously setting out the uh, the, the battle lines, if you like, for Kiltrobert and Bornacula. And I suppose they'll be dependent on the local rivalry. And I don't think either side will, will be wanting uh, for looking for or begging for a performance, you know. And from Shambo hosts the other two games in the intermediate quarterfinals. Balneglera face Carrie Gallen at 12, while Eslin and Drum Kieran do battle at 1.30. Balneglera obviously have done quite well in the other group, qualified in second place, but um, maybe just stuttering a little bit as the group came to a, to, to a conclusion, whereas Carrie Gallen have, make, have been making steady progress all season. Um Favourites for the group for the for that particular one, I think you'd have to obviously tip Balnavera because of their position. But um, I would be um, would not be surprised to see a Carrie Gallon victory in that game. The other game for me yeah. is the is the game of the weekend in the intermediate championship. Eslin and Drum Kieran, having seen Drum Kieran last week without a few players, and Eslin just about scraped a win. I know I, I believe they were missing Connor Byrne though, so it could be a cracking game between those two sides. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, they, they, they would both have been flying very high in Division 2 league football earlier this season, but particularly from Kearden, who just lost out on promotion uh, or getting into that uh, getting into that sort of uh, Division 2, if you like, position, which we'll call it promotion, if you like, because there was the divide, as we spoke about before, in the league football. They didn't make the top four, but their their forum uh, early season, league-wise, was, was like top class. They were looked like a team that, you know, was going places. And they've stuttered a little bit. Uh, they'll be looking for a big performance against Eston, who, okay, last weekend, they got through the Glenfarren test, but uh, were minus Conor Burden, I believe, in that match. And, you know, obviously he's a huge part of their attacking forces, you know. So I'd have to make Eston favourites for the game. Um, Drum Kearden will need to bring all their armoury and bring their, their A game if they're to get anything out of this game. Yeah. Now, let's move on to the big ones, the four semi-finals, or the four quarter-finals, should I say, in the senior football championship and i like the way the ccc have have uh, scheduled the games in that if people want to they can actually make all four games on sunday it will be one bumper day of football but at 12 30 in balnamore melvin gales and saint mary's go head to head in one of what i think are going to be the two best games in this competition over the weekend yeah if you were to look at uh, the four quarter finals just on purely on forum to date um, this one and and obviously the, the last one which should probably come to later are probably the two hardest to predict uh, St Mary's Kiltard have been you know building a new team they've been putting their faith in youth uh, going through this championship and have had have had a good set of results and finished second in their group uh, were competitive in all their games even in losing their, their game to um, uh, was it uh, Ballinamore Sean Hessens yeah. yeah and uh, I, I think they're steadily improving. Melvin Gales started from the opposite way. Uh, they, they were they were very very um, disjointed in their first couple of games, but they've got their house in order. They're coming back to form, and again they've got a young team. And this this is a fascinating game that could go either way. Uh, if there was to be a draw at the weekend, just it could happen there, you know. Absolutely, um, that is immediately followed by uh, Manor Hamilton against Alan Gales in what's likely to be quite a one-sided game, I think most neutrals would probably agree on that. 
yeah, I, I suppose we'd be unfair to Alan Gales to, to, to say or presume that that's going to be the case. You know, Alan Gales, given that they had a, had a, a I suppose you'd call it a, a very poor, wretched season in league football and, you know, actually did very well to get into the quarterfinals, it has to be said. Uh, they did their business in the games that they needed to win to get to that stage. And now they're in a state, now they're in a quarterfinal where they have absolutely nothing to lose. They've saved their senior status. They're looking to go forward. Signs of improvement in them in their in their more recent games, it would have to be said. Uh, but I, I still have to say, Glen Carman or Hamilton, you know, have to be favourites for this. And should they carry their form into it, I'd expect Glen Carman or Hamilton win. Absolutely. Now, we get in our cars, we jump over to Carrick uh, at 4.30 in Avoncard Park, Sean McDermott. Sean O'Heslin's face Drum Riley. Another reasonably local battle. The Drum Riley, Drum Riley have surprised a lot of people this year. Could they put one over Shauna Heston's on Sunday? Shauna Heston's Drum Riley is a local derby. Obviously, they 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 um, one side loves playing against the other, and I think the other side doesn't like playing against the other. If it's that way, and I'm sure Drum Riley will be looking forward to this battle because they love to take on their, their town neighbours, if you like to call it that, in in Ballinamore Shauna Heston's, and Ballinamore Shauna Heston's coming in with with uh, with a perfect record, uh, five out of five, uh, going very well, scoring heavily. Um, and will be favourites for this game there's no doubt but I have no doubt in Drum Riley they are looking forward to this game uh, they like to, to measure themselves up against the, the lads in the town if you like to put it that way uh, and I suppose we should nearly cease to be surprised by Drum Riley anymore because like, to be fair to them they're consistently reaching these quarterfinals and they do pull out big performances but it has to be said um, I'd, have to, I'd have to say that I expect Balnamore to, 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 to take this victory and then the last fixture of the weekend from a Gaelic football point of view is at 6pm in Park Sean McDermott uh, Ahawil and Mohal in a repeat of last year's final I don't think either side would have expected to have uh, met at this point in the championship this year Declan probably would have hoped not to have met I suppose is the way to put it but it has worked out that they are now playing Mohal Ahawil and given that they're champions and given that they've probably been a little bit more consistent all season to a point are probably starting as favourites uh, but I, a lot of it depends on what Mohal brings to the table you know there's no question about it they have one of the strongest squads in the county uh, of young players coming through and uh, you know lads that have been there done that and if the desire is there with Mohal they can take it but anything less than full desire you know I'd be looking at an all winning victory yeah. Now it's also been a big week off the pitch for Leitrim GA with the opening of the new Centre of Excellence in Anaduff. We covered the event on the show during the week, but it really was a massive step forward for the county. Look, at, you know, the story has been told and we know exactly how long it's been going on in terms of development. It was a slow burner for a good many years, but in the, in the last 12 months it has come to fruition. And, you know, it now driving by it, uh, driving into it, being there last Saturday for many of the people that were probably in the vicinity and, and dropped in over the last weekend, you know, it is now a place that we can be absolutely very proud of uh, as Leitrim GA people and indeed people who have the contributions towards helping the finishing of it can be very proud of how their contribution has been spent. It's now up and running. It's a fine facility. 
it always was that at the back the pitches were all you know up and running you know for the last functional we'd say for the last two or three years but getting the front of the house in order it's done now and I think you know given its location with all the people that we be passing by on the N4 I think no people cannot but be impressed it's a testament to all the people who raised the money or the people who contributed money but now the challenge obviously for Leeds from GA going forward now is to make the best use we possibly can we have our physical infrastructure in place and uh, now the challenge is to uh, continue the good work with our playing side of things and ensure that our playing resources with the facilities that provide it uh, can develop and and become as competitive as they can be well um, amen to that thank you so much for joining me again Declan thank you very much Brefney Turning our attention towards soccer, there is SSE Airtricity League action this weekend in both Longford and Sligo. We'll start in Longford where they host Bray Wanderers on Saturday night at 7.30. Already guaranteed a playoff spot in the slight hope that Shelburne mess up tonight. Longford could have an outside chance of reaching the title but it's very unlikely. They're most likely going to be in the playoff competition. They've already qualified for it. Now, in the north of the county... It's Sligo Rovers have our attention and I am joined by Niall Moran to talk a bit about his last week or so back in the team after a lengthy injury layoff. You play Finn Harps tonight. Niall, how's life been while you've been on the sickbed? Um, it was a tough tough few weeks, all right. Um, the last game in the Cup quarter final against UCD was my first start in over two months, I think. So uh, it was great personally just to get back out on the pitch and get some football and a bit of running back into the legs. Of course, a 4-0 victory. I wasn't at the game, but I saw everywhere you were highly commended for your performance, which is always nice to see. How did you feel it went? I felt it went well, yeah. I was, I was delighted to be, to be named, to be starting, and I think that showed my performance. I was just happy to be there, happy to be on the pitch, and obviously happy with how the result went. So it was a good evening all around. You play Finn Harps tonight. I suppose the last two times you've played, there hasn't been success for yourselves. You got beaten up in Finn Park. The last minute goal, uh, penalty from Ronald Coughlin, I believe, in injury time, the last time they played at the showground. So it's time to maybe go back to the start of the season form and, and get a win over Finn Harps again. That's true, yeah. Hopefully we can do what we did at the start of the season and uh, put one over them. But uh, yeah, they have caused us problems in the past and tomorrow will be no different. It'll be a tough game, but we're off the back of a good result and hopefully we can kick on again and beat them. In terms of your own situation over the last couple of weeks, obviously we talked to you about the contract and the scholarship. You've now started in Sligo IT. How's the education going? It's going grand, yeah. It's uh, sure is a change. College, it's, it's tough to get used to for, I suppose, everyone, but when you're balancing the football and college life, it's, it's, it's a challenge, all right. I'm really enjoying it so far, actually. And, of course, you had a year out also where... You focus on the football full-time. How weird is it after having had that break from education to go back in? Have you found that tough at all? Um, I suppose it is strange being in a lecture hall rather than being out training. I suppose it's something I'll have to get used to. And Like I said, it's something I'm enjoying and I'm looking forward to keeping it going. Now, the other big news this week was, of course, the FAI Cup semi-final draw. Nice to see Sligo Rovers back at that stage of a competition. They've got a pretty decent recent record, at least in this decade, three times winners since 2011 or 2010 even. Dundalk at home, nice home draw, but Dundalk, you could have done without that. Yeah, I suppose there's going to be no easy games when you get to this stage of the competition, but uh, yeah, a home draw will help, and I suppose we've showed this season we can beat Dundalk. I think there'll be, there's a real 
buzz around the grounds now and obviously the home draw will hopefully bring out a massive crowd and hopefully we can get by Dundalk and get to the Aviva. Did you expect at the start of this season that you could be in a starting position on a team that was 90 minutes away from the Aviva? Uh, probably if you told me at the start of the season I wouldn't have believed you but listen it's something you have to take in your stride and obviously we have to play the semi-final first and that's the first thing on our mind so uh, listen we'll, we'll deal with it when it comes. Obviously part of the under-19 European Championship side this year have you been following the under-21s is that in your mind at all or are you because they've been doing quite well. They have actually the two, two wins in the last week against uh, Armenia and Sweden yeah, obviously the, the 21s would be in my mind, but listen, it's a seriously strong squad and competition is unbelievably tough, but uh, all you can do is keep working away and hopefully my time will come. Okay, well listen, now, thank you so much for dropping in. Of course, while you're playing Finn Harps, your sister and uh, her side are in a county minor final uh, with Alan Gales, and so the Morhans family is going to be split loyalties for the night. Some are going to go to Clune, some go to Sligo, I guess. That'll be it, yeah. It might be a 50-50 split and we might see who the favourite child is. <laughs> well, listen, Niall, uh, the very best of luck and I hope you're not too disappointed when they both go to support Neve. <laughs> Hopefully not. Thanks, Refli. Elsewhere, Manor Hamilton's Murren Devaney played the full 90 minutes in the Irish under-17 game against Albania on Tuesday where the Irish ran out 10-0 winners to go to the top of the table in their qualification group. They play Lithuania this afternoon at 4pm in their second game with a top-of-the-table clash with Greece to come on Monday afternoon at 1pm. In local soccer, we are, of course, up and running at all levels, from under 12 the whole way up to adult competitions. There are a few soccer fixtures over the weekend. Tonight, the girls under 18s, Manor Hamilton, visit Ben Bulben. That game is in Cleavera Astro at 730 Tomorrow in the SFAI Under-15 Skechers Cup, the All-Ireland competition, Carrick Town have a long journey to play Mary Orne Moore. That is in Galway, and the best of luck to them in the first round of the Skechers Cup. The girls under-12s of Manor Rangers are the visitors in town in Carrick and Shannon as the two Leitrim sides play each other. That game kicking off at 1 o'clock on Saturday tomorrow. Under-12 girls, that is. Under-16 girls... Manor Rangers host Arrow Harps that game at 11pm in the B Park, while Carrick Blue are away to Merville United in the under-13 boys at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. Sunday morning, Manor Rangers host Cliffany Celtic at 11am in their first home game in the Sligo Southern Hotel Super League. They had a great victory last week against St. John's and they'll be looking to double their points tally in that second game of the season while Carrick Town visit Yates United also at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning in the Sligo Palettes Premier League some other games into next week Manor Rangers host Boyle Celtic in the under 15 boys competition on Monday at 7.30 while they also face Valley Rovers at 7pm in Sligo IT in the under 17 grade next Wednesday evening Now tonight, as well as the minor boys final replay, the girls get in on the action. The under-17, 15-a-side final takes place in Clune under lights at 8.30 between St. Phelan's and Alan Gales. Joining me now is the manager of St. Phelan's, James Boyle. James, welcome to the show. 
How are you doing, Brett? Great to be on. Good, good to have you on. First of all, we better explain to people who might not be that familiar who or what are St. Phelan's? Um, we're an amalgamation of Baltimore, Shauna Heslins, and St. Joseph's Ladies. And it's been going now for, I'd say, this is into our fifth year. So um, everything has been going very well so far. Excellent. So it represents kind of that eastern quadrant of the county, essentially. Yeah, Along pretty the much. Cavan border. James, you're yeah. in action against Alan Gales tomorrow night. How has the season gone so far for you? Everything's gone fairly well now. We had, uh, we had three games in the group stage uh, against Alan Gales, Glencar Manor and St. Bridget's and everything went well. We won all three of them now. But yeah, I'm expecting a, a different challenge now tonight from uh, Alan Gales. When we met them earlier on in, in July, it was just the, the first round of the championship group stage. Um, teams had probably only really got together then and there'll be, there'll be a different uh, animal tonight, no doubt. I think there's some uh, mighty players, a number of girls that have been starting at uh, under 16 and minor county level. Roisin McGrennan is uh, one of their main players, Creeper McGarry. Like, there's lots of very talented players, so we're by uh, no means underrating them, and our preparation has been taken very seriously in the last few weeks. You better not forget Neve Moran there. She impressed very much for the senior side this year. Yeah, Neve Moran is a, a mighty player as well, and they've. A few other girls that we'll say should be pushing and kicking on to the St. Francis senior team in the next year or two. Alwyn Moore, Maria McGrenahan, there's absolutely no shortage of them at all. Lauren McKeown is a, a big prospect, so we're not uh, not taking them lightly by any means. In terms of your own team, who are the main players we'll be looking out for tonight? We've a, we've a very well-balanced squad full stop uh, out of the, the main girls, I suppose. We've seven, eight or nine of them that between Uchtera Gales and St. Joseph's have been exposed to senior championship football this year. Uh, Abby Sweeney, Grania Pryor, who's one of the joint captains, along with Genevieve Canning. Like, they have a lot of experience. Um, they were all obviously on our own St. Phelan team last year that Beth Manor Hamilton in, in what was a, a huge victory for the club. So I think uh, experience and quality, hopefully all going well, won't be an issue now. We just get the game plans right, put everything together and the girls have the right attitude on the day. Now um, I'm expecting a very good performance and if it's good enough, hopefully the scoreline will reflect that. Of course, the senior semi-final took place in Clune last Friday night. It really is a fantastic setting under lights there. Uh, it creates that kind of, a, I don't know, a Friday night lights kind of feel to it. Yeah, it's a, it's a very unique experience now. I know a number of our girls probably won't have played under lights too often before. I'm sure Alan Gales are in the in the same boat, but I'm sure after the first five or ten minutes now, they'll all be into it. And uh, as long as the weather isn't too bad, nobody will be complaining. Well, listen, James. Thank you so much for joining us uh, and telling us all about the game. If it's as much of a, if it's even half as much of a cracker of, as the boys under 17 game last week, it's going to be an absolute belter of a game. And uh, here's hoping that the talent on show will live up to the expectations and the very best of luck to you in your game this evening. That's great, Brefney. Thanks very much for having me on. All quiet this weekend on the ladies' football front, with the exception of that minor final tonight in Clune. I'm joined by the chairman of Leitrim Ladies' County Board, Aidan Heeran, to talk about 
a little bit about the county final which happens not this weekend but next weekend in Park Sean McDermott but also to talk about the state of women's football in the county at the moment and where we're headed into the future. Aidan, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Murphy. Good to be here. Aidan, uh, first of all, tonight, Alan Gales take on St. Phelan's in the minor final. We've already spoken to James Boyle, who's the manager of the minor team in St. Phelan's. Cracking game of football ahead. Certainly is. Uh, St. Phelan's are a very strong team. Like this, uh, two or three of the senior players, lead some senior players on it. Um, Abby Sweeney, Grania Pryor, and there's, there's three or four. And then the Joseph has got some quality players too. So that. That's a serious combination, uh, them, them two clubs together. Uh, Alan Gales will have their work cut out to win this game. But uh, there's some good players there. There's five or six girls from the uh, All-Ireland under-14 team and uh, they were in the county under-16 team last year who performed quite well. So the experience of them will will make it competitive. But uh, the pressure that St. Uh, Penn has put on that team is going to be hard for Alan Gales to get a win here but uh, it will be a good game but uh, they need to start well and they need to uh, control the, the strong forward line the Phillips have and the Phillips defence are very strong as well so Alan Gales needs to work the ball well and fast to get by them okay. so it will be an interesting 10 game but I, I feel the Phillips may get the nudge on that one uh, I feel you might be right on that the senior final in 8-9 days time Park Shaw McDermott on the 22nd of September it promises to be an absolute brilliant game to watch. I saw both semi-finals last week. Great result for Glencar Manor. They edged out Kiltubbard in a really tight encounter over in Clune, while St. Joseph's had things a little bit easier against Uthra Gales on Sunday. They come head-to-head. It's a repeat of last year's final. Is there going to be the same winner? Uh, it'll be a good game. I know um, um, Glencar Manor has a few players, uh, not this year, that I've had. Melissa Hewitt, she's just coming back in after having child now, but like um, 12 months on for the likes of Murren Devaney and Kira Fox Abby Glancy and all them girls matured quite a lot and uh, they combine them very well together and they've got some young talent in there as well very strong coming into that they've Hannah Johnson as well and they've um, um, Cammy Cammy um, McParton as well you know and so this it's this a quite a quite a good band. Uh, then of course you have Karen and uh, Karen Connolly and, and Eve Martin who who played very well for the county all year. And of course Natasha McEnroy, she she didn't play for us much, but she's settling well in the Manorhampton goals. Um, just going back to St Joseph's, like um, forty Bannermore keeper got injured and they put in a, a new keeper in experience, so that was a bit of a sort of a setback for them because it straight away put the pressure on them, um, just bad kickouts and not, you know not, not not working for them and then um, been balls been intercepted by St Joseph's and created them so many opportunities. Uh, they'll be strong St Joseph's. I think it's going to be a very balanced game. I think it's all on the kickouts. Um, the way Manham is going to play the game, got to be open the same as St. Joseph's. You know, 50-50 stuff isn't going to work as Bannamore found out against them the last day. You know, you got to be accurate in your passing and your support and move the ball fast. And obviously, when you get to the, the scoring area, you need to be taking your scores. Abby Glancy is very good at taking her scores. Very, very good. Very confident. And so it will be a good tussle. I think it will be a good tussle. Uh, it's hard to call. Very close. I think who settled in the game first. Um, obviously, Manorhampton want to pay back from last year. They had many scoring opportunities last year and missed them, and that was the difference of winning on the day. So I don't think the, the field they can't win it. I think the field they can 
Dublin that can win it based on last year's uh, performance and uh, just opportunities missed. And I think they'll go with great confidence as well to take on St. Joseph's. So even Stevens, uh, my heart would be for Manorham because I have a connection there from many years ago. I was involved in the committee who set up ladies football in Manorhampton in the 2001-2002 year. So uh, I would like to see them win. But I have utmost respect for St. Joseph's Club because they were the backbone of Leeds and Ladies this year and they turned out they never let us down. So I, I, it would be nice if they win as well. But I, my heart wants Marham to win. But if St. Joseph's win, I'd be I'd be delighted for them. You won't be disappointed. Aidan, uh, you've advertised recently a position for the new senior manager position with the Leitrim ladies. How, how has the interest been in that job? Oh, there's quite a few interest, interest in parties, actually, you know, from far away as well, which is a bit of a... We'll leave our, our uh, interviewing committee to deal with all that sort of stuff. But we've had a few uh, interesting ones from, from Tyrone area, from Dublin, from Roscommon, from... Um, even Westmead, Longford. So there's about seven races come in so far. I haven't been going through it much because we're tied up with the other stuff. Uh, PJ Ryan, our secretary, and um, in conjunction with Michelle Reynolds, who's organising the interview committee, uh, they're looking after that side. So and I think the interviews are on the 23rd, 24th of September uh, in Carrigan Shannon at the Bush Hotel. So we'll see what the recommendations come back from our interviewing committee and... Uh, move forward to uh, get things rolling for for the county of the year ahead. And of course, all of these things cost money. And I believe you've got a massive fundraiser on the, the 26th of October in the Landmark Central in Carrick and Shannon. What exactly is The Cube? The Cube is is a, a TV game that is a, it's, it's very popular where a person is tested in their own skills of, of doing things. So... Um, it's a very popular and very funny thing and I think the people who organise the actual cube really make it a great fun night for, for every, all the contestants and for the actually crowd coming in to watch it as well. We've had some great companies uh, from London, New York uh, and close to us at home, uh, a main sponsor from uh, Jamestown which is brilliant altogether. So definitely like to thank the, the sponsors Archway Products for coming as the main sponsor. Like That was a very hard one for us to get and uh, unexpected but they, they came in and, and uh, backed us and we were so delighted just to get that over the line so it's all for the smaller one now the premiums and the, and the heats they're nearly there so the booklet will be a big thing we'll be asking for people all over the county to contribute to the booklet it's a small fee of 100 a page or 200 for two pages just to, to cover our overheads and we hope it's a success the contest will be good we are looking at VIP contestants like Elite from Visa Wisconsin maybe the likes of Paddy Maguire versus Linda Smith or some of that and maybe John John uh, Lynch v Kevin Blesson as well you know the, the Leeds from Wisconsin uh, DJs or reporters as well so we're we're expecting a few connections to make it a fun night too and I know the Cube organisation will really uh, take advantage of it as well and, and have a, a good laugh for all the companies coming in and, and uh, helping us out so we are uh, expecting a good night at the Landmark and we're expecting a big crowd and hope all the clubs and all the people around the county it's there for one reason. It's there for development of our ladies underage, and that's what the fund is for. And of course, our senior team. But it's not just one thing. It's for the whole of our development from under tens right up to our seniors. So we hope to make a big difference in the next twelve months uh, from the success of the cube. And where can people get tickets for that, Aidan? The tickets will be out next week, actually, because uh, we were just waiting for the main sponsor to be approved for us. Because that's 
all his all the sponsor name is going on tickets and it's going on the books and it's going on our posters and all that. So we need to have get that over the line. So we have done that. So the tickets be out. Uh, I'd say the after the county championship is on, after the ladies find the tickets will be will be out. Excellent. Well, listen, I look forward to it. it. Sounds like a great night of entertainment and even a chance of winning a few quid. Who wouldn't enjoy that? Aidan, thank you so much for bringing us up to speed. The best of luck in the hunt for the new manager and the hunt for the finances to fund the teams into next year and the development teams into next year. The very best of luck with everything to do with ladies football. Thank you, Brefie, and thanks for the support you give us and, and promoting us in every way possible. It's much appreciated too, and it's been acknowledged by many people about the work you do in the background as well. So thank you for your help so far and appreciate ongoing. In rugby, Sligo Rugby Club faced Corinthians in the Connacht Senior League on Saturday with top spot in the league on offer going into the final round of games next week. A bonus point victory would guarantee them a top two placing in the competition for the second year on the trot and could even be enough to win the competition outright with a game to spare if Buccaneers fail to defeat Galwegians in their trip to Galway on Saturday. It's a very unlikely situation. It's probably going to come down to a shootout on the last day between Buccaneers and Sligo to win that competition if both teams win this weekend. Carrick Rugby Club started their season last weekend with a victory over Craigs in the quarterfinal of the Curly Cup on a scoreline of 30 points to 8. Now their league season starts on the 6th of October away to Ballinasloe. They are in Clermorris this Sunday for a friendly game early on Sunday morning. And that, folks, is all we have time for this week. Lots of action over the weekend, whether it's at the quarterfinals on Sunday, the showgrounds or city calling stadium Longford, or the minor finals this evening for both the boys and the girls in Clune and Carrick. Don't forget to get your tickets for Leitrim Daily live on the 8th of October in the Glen Centre Manor Hamilton. It promises to be a fantastic night as we preview the county final with some of the characters of each of the clubs which will be competing in the finals of the Senior and Intermediate Championships. Tickets are €10 Euro and all proceeds are going to North West Stop, an excellent mental health charity which is appropriate given that this falls in the middle of World Mental Health Week. Tickets are available now on theglencentre.com. I'll be back tomorrow with A Current Affair with Councillor Thomas Mulligan from Mohol. Talk to you then.